Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And it is almost 7 a.m. And I've been checking the news, compiling notes um, for the past two hours now. Um, because uh, amazingly, the results haven't been announced. That is because when actually the results were showing an overwhelming victory of PTI uh, independent candidates. That is what we're calling them. P they are PTI, but they've been forced to be independent candidates. So PTI independent candidates, they have all won in their respective constituencies. Their Taj Gul overwhelmingly with 20,000 plus uh, votes. And Dr. Yasmin, uh, one against Nawaz Sharif in Lahore and Maryam Nawaz uh, suffered a huge defeat which resulted in her um, stopping the results midair, calling in the police, uh, pulling all the PTI polling agents out, beating them, torturing them, uh, kicking everybody out, not allowing any one authorized personnel inside the polling stations in uh, of her constituency there were about 102 polling stations in her cons in her constituency and the results of about 45 to 50 of them were being announced when she did this and um as a result the results were stopped media coverage was stopped everybody was kicked out the and she and the uh, her people and the police uh, remained behind closed doors. Okay, that is one thing you need to know. Um, the Khwaja Asif totally lost. Rana Sanaula, uh, he was already f caught red-handed, uh, you know, forging, rigging, scamming. So he's out. Um, Votes-wise, obviously the state managers would still not uh, have him out, but the people kicked him out votes wise um so basically this was an overwhelming victory of imran khan's because remember people are voting for imran khan okay so with when the results were announced that um uh, that there were about 136 uh seats that was just the national assembly uh so 136 seats seemed to have been uh, taken by PTI members um, with only 45, 30, 20 divided amongst PMLN, uh, PPP and Fazl Rahman's stuff, um, Jamaat Islami and all. So uh, the uh, when, when that came on screen, then suddenly they just stopped. Blocked all the results to the media. This just stopped the media from announcing the results. Um, then suddenly, um, you know, uh, people waited till midnight and there was nothing, no announcement. Uh, then suddenly people found out that the chief election commissioner w left his office in his car against protocol. And then he suddenly returned after some time and still there is silence from the ECP and some of the reporters on the ground, they had managed to gather uh, some reports 
regarding the results because other reporters were, you know, getting fed up and they were asking them uh, live on TV channels that when do, can we expect the results and what is going on. And they said that they'd spoken to the staff and it seemed that the staff, according to the staff, the way things are going, you could respect, you could expect the results from, uh, I mean, to be delayed all the way up to tomorrow or maybe even the day after tomorrow. So that gets me thinking that, so the, the chief election commissioner goes on an, uh, on an illegal trip because it's against protocol. He leaves his office. Then he comes back and then there's still total silence. So, and then there are now reports trickling in of how they could delay the results up to one or two days. That gets me thinking that, okay, so he's got his orders. And the fact that they are saying it could take one to two days means that they are now probably forging the whole thing. Most probably GHQ is going to prepare a fake a mini election within their office in which they're going to create new results nationwide and they're going to see where they can do what and you know and then they will hand over those results to the chief election commissioner and then the results will be announced so they're probably creating results per constituency if it's going to take a day or two then that means that the Pakistan army the establishment are sitting down and they are creating results of each constituency. Because uh, keeping in mind that in KPK alone, PTI has won to this extent that it can form its own government. Okay, that was the latest from what we heard until the results were blocked. So if uh, PTI has won enough to form its own government in KPK. Uh, that means that now we have to see if the rigging by the army would mean that are they going to um, allow PTI government formation in KPK just so that they could, uh, you know, uh, prove that look, we did not really tamper with the results. Look, we gave uh, P PTI one and KPK and they're having their own government. So, you know, if we had really tampered with the results, we wouldn't let them have their own government. So they might try to do that in order to pretend that their own forged results are uh, fair results as the result of counting, of fair counting. Thank you to the international media, especially those channels that I literally named in my previous podcast as to how I feel that they're compromised in the way they've always been giving, uh, you know, sometimes they give the right news and then sometimes they're suddenly like, you know, they're giving the news as, you know, dictated to them by their uh, governments. But thank you so much for this time, at least reporting the truth, at least telling the world that the elections were compromised that the voters were being discouraged from voting, that there was tampering, that this is a controversial election, um, that people have voted for Imran Khan and that by, you know, for all intents and purposes, Imran Khan has won the elections and that tampering should be expected, rigging should be expected. Thank you for at least telling the world that they should not, uh, you know, consider these elections non-controversial. These were highly controversial elections. The fact that the PTI was not even allowed to campaign, 
the fact that even during vote count PTI, polling agents were dragged out, beaten up and tortured just so that Maryam Nawaz could stop the count and see what she could do to tamper with the votes. It is morning now. It is morning and there is silence, dead silence in the GHQ. There is dead silence in the ECP. There is dead silence. And you know why? Because obviously in corruption they were united. Nobody amongst them would want Imran Khan to come back because after what they have done to Imran Khan, what they have done to PTI has never been done to any political party in the past, no matter what anybody says. This is a fact. The amount of torture, the amount of insanity that prevailed at the hands of Nawaz Sharif, Maryam Nawaz, and their goons in the army and in the establishment and in the police, all because they had to please their master, the United States of America, all of and Britain. Let's not forget the mother of all, Britain. Just for that, the, what they did to their own people, no dictator has ever done that. The fact that they killed Arshad Sharif so blatantly, the fact that they got another PTI member's father killed after illegally detaining him just to exploit the PTI member. So this is counted as the, you know, first PTI death, you know, um, officially. That a first politically created death, you know, uh, at the hands of the state. Uh, that a very old man is being detained illegally just because he's the father of a PTI member and just to, you know, to threaten the PTI member to withdraw from PTI. And before they could even accomplish that, his father dies in jail. You know, before that, if you remember, um, Ammar Farooq, the little boy who died in depression because he, he couldn't see his father. These things have never been done by any dictator before. So the fact that Bajwa and Asim and all these people, the fact that they are responsible for dehumanizing their own people, for torturing their own people, for very openly and blatantly betraying their people, for committing treason in front of the public eye, you know, the fact that they became so shameless and so treacherous and the fact that the people will now never forget this because it has never happened before and they dared do this. You know, uh, these pro-Israeli, pro-American fifth columnists, these traitors, the fact that they actually dared to do this to their people, obviously the people would not forget and they know that. So they know that if, if PTI comes back, then they're effed. They're totally effed. It is true that Imran Khan is a man of principle. And in fact, it is the fact that he's a man of principle is, what, is why these people were allowed to dance over our heads. If Imran Khan was anything like Zardari or like Bhutto or like um, Nawaz Sharif or Shabaz Sharif, then during his tenure, he would have gotten rid of them. He would have gotten rid of them completely. He would have dismantled them to this point that they wouldn't have been even been able to walk, let alone crawl into this country. 
But because he was a man of principle, he let them dance over his head and he let them dance over our head. And that is also the reason why people were extremely pissed off with Imran Khan. Why did he allow his enemies and our enemies so much freedom? And he is facing the consequences of it and we are facing the consequences of it. You cannot deal with them in a matter of principle. And I'm sure this time Imran Khan has learned his lesson. And people will not allow Imran Khan to be a man of principle and leave them alone. No, in fact, being a man of principle, he should not leave them alone if he ever comes. They should be tried for treason and they should be hanged. They should be given capital death because that is the law. Okay, they have committed treason. Nawaz Sharif, Zardari, Bilawal, Maryam Nawaz, Shabazz Sharif, they have all, Khamza Sharif, and Khwaja Asif, Rana Sanawla, every single one of these people in PMLN and PPP, and Fazlur Rahman, Maulana Fazlur Rahman, his son, his party members, they, the army generals were involved, the people in the establishment, they must all be hanged for treason. The Punjab police must be completely removed. The Pakistan army too must be completely revamped. This is something I've been saying for a long time. And they know that this is something that the public will definitely want. And this is something that if, if they allow fair and free elections to prevail, if they allow their results to prevail, then they are effed. They're screwed. So yes, they're in a mode of panic. Okay. They never expected the people to come out like this. And believe me, the way people came out. Despite the fact that they shut down the internet, they shut down the mobile services, they tried to give uh, people um, wrong information, they provided them with ghost polling stations. You know, they did all of that and more. They dug around, the, they, they dug up the roads around the polling stations. They, you know, tried to restrict movement. They delayed the process. As I told you, they were so slow. They didn't know anything. They had untrained people and they were so slow. They deliberately became even slower so that they could delay the whole thing until the time was up. They didn't even extend the time in most of the areas, in a majority of the areas, although they always extend time so that they can finish with those who are queuing up in line, but they don't allow new people to enter. That's how it's always been done. But this time, they just closed the doors and they left hundreds and thousands of people, you know, unable to vote. They did all of that. And still PTI won. Still the turnover was so huge they, do, they cannot control it. Now, obviously, they will need two days to sort of, you know, redo the elections in their own office. They will need two days so that they can create within their ghost, actual ghost polling stations, you know, forged ballot papers and then they will create their forged Form 45s and all. Because how is it possible that the ROs have not yet gotten the Form 45. You know, how is it possible that nobody has yet received the Form 45? Results started trickling in very soon. In fact, in some polling stations, they literally began rigging um, in such a way that in some polling stations, they actually handed over a Form 45 within the first hour and people were still out, standing, waiting to vote, you know. They refused to register many votes. They tried to look for reasons 
to, you know, send voters away. They've done that. Um, but at the end of the day, it was still a huge turnout. This was, you know, again, the people voicing, you know, they're, they're, they were voicing their rights, basically. They were giving voice to their own right. The fact that the people had to come out like this in these conditions, you know, this is, this was, this is very, very important. This is crucial. And I do agree with uh, those who are saying that now people probably need to come out again and stand vigil in front of the ECP as a warning that if they're trying to tamper with the results, if they're trying to dismiss our votes once again, if they are once again trying to silence our voices, then we will not stand for it. Yes, I, I think, yes, we will have to do that again now instead of sitting at home. Or as it is the PTI workers, the PTI candidates, the PTI officers, the PTI polling agents, they have been up all night uh, because even though the chief organizer of the PTI um, gave his victory speech, and he won from his own constituency as well, um, but he's still, you know, he's still uh, advised all the other PTI members, um, their polling agents, their representatives, everybody, um, that they should stay vigilant, they should please not go home, and they should ensure that they have the Form 45 in their hands before they leave. Because if they relax now, then, we, you know, things can go very wrong. And he's right. He's right. So this is how the public too. The public is, yes, the public did its best. I swear the public was out at night, the night before the elections. In many areas, the public was already out. In the morning, we reached the polling station before our time and we had already seen people queuing in in so many stations nearby. And when although we were the first in our station, we were the second actually in our uh, in our uh, station, but at the same time, because our station did not just cater to um, people from our area, they catered to people from different areas, so they had a lot of different rooms, you know, per area or per constituency. So in our constituency, we may have been the first, but right next to us, uh, for the other constituency, there was already a queue, okay, and it wasn't even, it was hardly eight o'clock. So imagine, imagine how disciplined and what, what even surprised me even more was the discipline. You should have seen the discipline. These people stood in a queue. Even if the queue went all the way up to the roads, they stood on the sides of the roads. There was no traffic in the first place because everybody was out voting. But even if there was any traffic, it would not have been disturbed. It would not have been tampered with because the people were so disciplined. And they, they were literally uh, lined up all the way on the roads, but on the sides, on the sidewalks, on the sides, you know. And, and it was so disciplined and people were so peaceful. Nobody could even look for a reason. In fact, as I said, from our own experience, even the policemen, they... They did not want to do anything, seriously. They did not want to do anything to the people. They were not even happy when they saw how rigging was attempted at many places or in many ways. 
some of them, um, um, the policemen that, you know, uh, was standing there when we were confronting the presiding officer, who at the end, everybody was so amazed that he was the presiding, presiding officer. Seriously, nobody could believe he was the presiding officer because he knew nothing. And at the end, you know, he had to go somewhere again every two minutes to ask somebody about something. And at the end, you know, when we were like, when the woman is like, I'm so sorry, but, you know, I would have just done it, but I cannot do it without the presiding officer letting me. And then everybody asked her, who is the presiding officer? And she said, he's, he's just, just the same man that just left. And everybody was like, what? I mean, imagine, <laughs> you should have seen the stunned silence on everybody's, you know, faces were like, what? That was the presiding officer. And so, you know. And even the police, the two policemen that were there, one in plain clothes and the other in his police vest, um, they were both, one of the one in the police vest, he was a bit older and he was like, he ended up just laughing at the whole ridiculous situation. The other one was uh, like, you know, it's exactly what you think. That's what he said to us when we're like, okay, so they're basically trying to uh, waste to votes and he's like whatever you're thinking it's exactly that and at the end he said you know what let's just stay calm because at the end what is right and what is true that is what will prevail the truth prevails and that in itself just showed you that look even the policemen were like you know why are they just fracking with us all you know why can't they just leave us the frack alone why can't they just let people you know be so you could see that. So the fact that the, um, especially, you know, the younger people, again, as I said, my generation is a generation that will never kowtow to these people. Um, and the, the one, the generation after ours, I mean, come on, they are literally going to tear you to pieces. They're even more aggressive than we are. They're even more sick and tired than we are. We got nothing, but they've absolutely got nothing, you know. Thanks to the the treason committed again and again and again and again by somebody or the other that crops up from within the army or the politicians. So, yeah, I mean, as of late, this is what is going on. Okay, everybody is waiting for the results. There are no results. Um, but there is this thing that uh, there is a senior member of the PMLN of Nawaz Sharif's group um, had literally uh, said, and everybody's quoting him because what he said was, you know, something that people felt had to be quoted. And he said this was the biggest defeat ever for PMLN, right? And other senior members of the PMLN were like, uh, they very openly and honestly said that we hope to God that they do not try to tamper with the results because this will backlash, this will backfire, this will completely ruin everything. The people already mistrust the system. And if they try to fight this, if these people try to fight the people on this, and if they force forged fake results on the people, we don't know what will happen. So we hope sanity prevails. And we hope they don't do any such thing now. We hope they don't do any such stupid thing now. And this is like literally the Nawaz group people saying this. Because after what they'd seen, you know, and what they'd seen, what the people were doing, and what they saw that how the people were reacting to all of it, you know, they, they got some sanity back into their brains. Now they're hoping that the army and Nawaz Sharif and all should you know, have some sanity. In fact, Nawaz Sharif 
actually kind of admitted defeat, to be honest, Nawaz Sharif uh, and his daughter, they were seen to very quietly leave the Moraltown office, um, that is their campaign office, and go home, you know, and everybody's like, what happened to them, you know? And in fact, Nawaz Sharif was literally making plans to go back to England and he was making plans to take his daughter back with him because he knew what would happen, you know, if they tried anything now. But it seems that again from, you know, from GHQ, somebody just, you know, decided to encourage him and his daughter that, oh, don't worry, don't worry. You know, we, we will still do things, we, we can still bring this around. And actually, even Varshif knows that he's effed. Even if he is brought back as, you know, and if he's brought into the office as prime minister, even if it's for just one year, I mean, that is his dream. His dream is that he should complete that one year of tenure. I mean, what what are you going to do in that one year? You know, you're going to hand the whole Pakistan over to US on a platter. That's what you're going to do. So, I mean, you know, just again, because of a few insane a-holes, a majority of the world suffers um, because of uh, insane people in the American and British parliaments and because of the insane people in Israel government and because of the insane people that they have strategically placed in our countries, um, madness prevails. It's amazing, isn't it? So, um, I really do not know what to say. I mean, first, you know, when the results were initially trickling in, I was thinking maybe I should note them down and see, you know. But then I thought, okay, let's wait, you know. And then, as I said, as soon as the it showed overwhelming majority of PTI taking 136 seats in the National Assembly alone, they're like, okay, they just closed everything down. They shut everything down. They shut the media down. They shut the counting down. They shut everything down. Um, so, you know, uh, we're all still waiting. And as I said, the way they're going, it seems that maybe they're going to sort of, you know, um, literally create their own uh, elections, create their own ballots, create their own countings, create their own Form 45, and then create their own results and hand it over to us. And, and may, they might just, just to, you know, just to appease the world and to pretend as if it's all free and fair, they might, you know, allow Balochistan and KPK to have a PTI a provincial government, you know, formed uh, by PTI. Don't know. Don't know at this point. But what I do know is, as I said before, they can do whatever they want to. But the price that they will have to pay is very heavy. The price America, Britain, will have to pay is very very heavy and the price that their minions will have to pay is going to be even heavier i'll be damned if our generation and the generation after ours if we let these people get away with it i'll be damned the whole problem is that we've been letting these people get away with it the older generations were compromised they've been letting these people get away with it we cannot afford that we need to make an example out of them. We need to make an example out of Bajwa. We need to make an example out of Asamunir. We need to make an example out of the whole Nawaz Sharif and his family, the whole Sharif family. We have to make an example out of Zardari and Bilawal. We have to make an example out of Fazul Rahman. We have to make an example out of every single person that was involved uh, indirectly or directly with this whole treason, this whole treacherous affair. 
we have to make an example out of the Punjab police, out of the army, out of the establishment, and we have to make an example of the ECP. And every single person that is in the, in the, in the caretaking, caretaker government, we have to make an example of all of them. That is the only way this country can be put back on track with people literally shaking in their boots if they even think about this. I mean, imagine that Raja Sikandar Sultan, the chief election commissioner, actually leaves his office against protocol. He goes and he takes his orders and then he comes back. And now he's quietly waiting for the results to be handed over to him. Seriously? What the frack does he think we are? Well, this is me signing out. Khuda Hafiz.